Misses the throw, pocket collapses, he backpedals, pumps once, sidesteps the tackler, runs to the right, 15th, pumps, fires, end zone, caught, touchdown! Don't forget about the Ravens. This is a team that has Lamar Jackson Great. going into a big season contract-wise and a bunch of guys who want to prove that last year was an aberration. It was not what they are. Um, I really only got one message right now for all the questions, you know what I'm saying? So every question is going to come after this as respectfully as I can say as possible. Just watch how we bounce back. That's all I got to say. I hit the booth and I just went super saying I run with the purple like I play with the Ravens. These bitches ran a Raven. Hope I never have to go back watching. Everybody loves Raymond eating Raymond. Nigga, this paradise. Life's a fucking paradox at paradise. If they not rolling with you, then they parasites. Nigga, I had that vision. It was clear sight. Nigga, shine down. Hey, what's up, Ravens flock? It's your boy, KJ, here with another episode of Ravens Universe. Took the bye week off, just like them boys in Baltimore. Uh, decided to get my mind right, rest up, and uh, we're back at it again with a game preview. Ravens versus the Carolina Panthers. I think I feel good about this one. Obviously, Ravens sitting pretty after or before, during, and after the bye week at 6-3, and three, still on top of the AFC North. <clears throat> Sorry. Panthers, uh, they are looking at a 3-7 and seven record currently. Let's go over some of their overall team stats so far this season. So, when we look at points scored, they're ranked 17th. When we look at points allowed, they're ranked 27th. Let's uh, let's go through the roster a little bit and talk about uh, who they got this week specifically versus uh, kind of what we'll be facing. So it's been stated that uh, Baker Mayfield will be starting this game. And of course, you know, I got a lot to say about Baker Mayfield. Nothing good to say, but I think if uh, you're an avid Ravens fan like myself, it kind of, you know, it can go unsaid, but... Screw Baker Mayfield. That guy sucks. However, one thing that does worry me is four out of the five, four out of five of Baker Mayfield's most passing yards in his career have been against the Ravens. So his five best passing yards in a game in his career, four out of those five games were against the Ravens. So I don't want to say he has our number, but he tends to play well against us. Now, that's a division thing as well. Um, he's obviously not in division anymore, but he's somehow familiar with the Ravens and their energy and what they bring on that line of scrimmage. Um, it's a new defense, though, something he's not used to, so I think we have an advantage there. I think we're going to dis- disrupt him a lot. Anyway, let's get into the Panthers. So, Baker Mayfield, at quarterback, obviously he hasn't started the whole season. Currently, we're looking at 98 Completions on 173 attempts for a 56% completion rate. He's got 1,117 yards. Moving on to the running backs, obviously with Christian McCaffrey traded. And um, they're kind of looking at two of these young studs. Devontae Freeman, he's, in his last four starts, he's rushed for 118, 118, 23, and then 130 yards. He's got four TDs, and he started three of those four games. Got Chubba Hubbard. He only has one game started. He's had some injury stuff the last couple weeks. He's got 110 yards total, one TD. Wide receivers, DJ Moore, obviously, Maryland guy. Having kind of a down year. I think a lot of that has to do with 
the constant change of quarterbacks, the team just not being very good for whatever reason. He didn't do I mean, I drafted this guy in my fantasy league. I thought there was nothing saying he shouldn't have another great year. I mean, you're talking over eleven hundred yards his first three seasons. Very few receivers have ever done that. And just really nowhere even near that this year so far at the midway point. He's got 77 targets, 39 receptions, 478 yards, three touchdowns. Terrence Marshall Jr. hadn't didn't show us much last year. Didn't show us much the first half of the year. But of course, once Baker Mayfield went out and P.J. Walker started, the receiving core started produ- producing more. Over the last couple weeks, he's had some productive games. He's got 25 targets, 14 catches, 244 yards, and one touchdown. <clears throat> Let's go to defensive line. Nothing impressive here. Um, the one guy they do have is Derek Brown. He's pretty good. He's got one interception. He's got six pass deflections, so that's something to keep an eye on. That's always the most frustrating thing for me is when, uh, when you know, QB drops back and maybe you see someone open that he's throwing to and he releases it and next thing you know the ball's bad to the ground or even worse. A lot of those balls, when they get tipped at the line of scrimmage, it's just a fingertip, so the ball pops up in the air. And then you're looking at a live ball, interception, you know, whatever maybe. But Derek Brown's got one interception, six pass deflections, one sack, 48 tackles, and four tackles for loss. They have Matthew um, Ioannidis. I don't think he's going to play this game, but so far this season he's got a forced fumble, one sack, 23 tackles, and three tackle for losses. And then they got Bravion Roy, who's got one pass deflection, seven tackles. Hasn't played much this year. They have some massive injury issues on the that D-line. It is very weak. I think we're going to I think we're going to showcase our running game really well this this week, and I also expect that to open up the passing game. If Andrews is back, I expect him to have a big game. Um maybe Isaiah likely to, but I think guys like I personally think that's going to be a comeback game for uh, Devin DuVernay because he's kind of been quiet the last couple weeks in all honesty and I don't know why or what it was I know last week one of my keys was being creative getting them the ball versus Saints and he didn't really get any opportunities at all but anyway moving on to DNs gotta talk about the guy Brian Burns he's playing at an all pro level this year he's a stud he's the basically the only guy the Panthers aren't willing to trade their team so that's saying something for a team that's basically selling out for draft picks to rebuild once again. So Brian Burns has one pass deflection, seven sacks, 45 tackles, and 10 tackle for loss. So he's constantly in the backfield. They got Yatur Grossmatos. He's got two fumble recoveries, half a sack, 32 tackles, three tackle for losses, and they got... Marquise Haynes, one pass deflection, one interception, one defensive touchdown, two sacks, 17 tackles, three tackle for losses. I don't really see those guys doing much damage except for Brian Burns. He can probably blow some stuff up. Linebackers, they have Shaq Thompson, who's a decent player. He's got four pass deflections, one fumble recovery, 77 tackles, a lot of tackles there, six tackle for losses. And then they got Frankie Louvu. He's got one interception, one defensive touchdown, two forced fumbles, three sacks, 56 tackles, and nine tackle for losses. So that's probably their guy they're blitzing a lot. And he's in the backfield disrupting that backfield. 
Cornerback, so they got J.C. Horn, who everybody should know, and if you don't, now you know. He's got, let's see, I don't know what I wrote down here. Oh, he's ranked 38th out of 115 as far as corners go. He's got two interceptions, five pass deflections, and 28 tackles. C.J. Henderson, another respectable, respectable corner, 94 out of 115, so he's ranked 94th. Out of 115 corners, one interception, three pass deflections, 34 tackles. Hartsfield, he's kind of like, if I were to relate him to somebody in the Ravens defense, it's, he's kind of like a Brandon Stevens. He's kind of like a cornerback safety hybrid. When they're in their base defense, he'll be in you know one of the deep safeties, and then sometimes he'll even be in the nickel. Uh, you'll see him out on the corner sometimes. He's just kind of all over the place. They're also kind of hurting the secondary, so he's kind of, I think, obviously, if, you, if you're playing multiple positions, that team trusts that you know the system, so he's a decent player. And then uh, they got Keith Taylor, who's one of their backup cornerbacks. He really only comes in on nickel looks, um, and when they're out of their base defense, which is typically a 4-3. Safeties, they got Xavier Woods. He's really the only guy playing deep safety a lot of times. He's got three pass deflections. He's got 56 tackles. Obviously, they're missing Dante Jackson, who's a stud corner. He's out on IR, I believe, as of last week. Jeremy Chin been out all season. He's their Pro Bowl other safety, which is why Hartsfield's filling in a lot at that position. So let's switch over to the offense. Basically, for their summary, offensive summary, they're ranked 25th as far as offense goes. Uh, they do have Bradley Bozeman, if you guys remember. Of course, I mean, of, of course you do. He played some good years here in Baltimore. Um, a lot of ups, a lot of downs, but overall, uh, you know, I like the guy. I think that this is kind of his revenge game. Now, I think he's going to have his hands full with Matabike, that constant rotation of Matabike, Travis Jones, Calais Campbell, Broderick Washington. He's going to have his hands full. And hopefully we we can uh, kind of take advantage of that. Maybe some of these guys know his tendencies and can take advantage of that stuff too. And their offense goes through um, Deontay, uh, what's his name? Yeah, Dante Freeman, yeah. With Christian McCaffrey gone, with their passing offense not doing much, DJ Moore having a down year, um, They obviously they trade away Anderson. Uh, so I really think that, I mean, no, I don't think that over the last couple um, weeks since McCaffrey's been gone, the offense has gone through Dante uh, Freeman. So that's something to look out for. For the injury report, as far as the Panthers go, so Hartfield, that safety, he has not practiced this week. J.C. Horn was limited. Luvu, the linebacker, was did not practice this week. P.J. Walker, obviously not. And Ioannidis is that D-tackle I spoke about. He did not practice at all yet this week. I'm currently shooting this or I'm recording this on Thursday night. So let's get into the Ravens a little bit here. Um, actually, no. Let's do... Let's talk about the Panthers' defense just a little bit more. So their base is a 4-3. When you're looking at, as far as their lineups go, um, they're, they'll have... Uh, Burns at the left side, the left uh, outside linebacker and defensive end position, I'll say. 
They got Roy, their defensive right tackle, defensive left left tackle. They got Brown, and then they got Gross Matos, Matos, I don't know, whatever, at the right. Now, he's, like, he's not impressive. He's, if I'm looking at this correctly, he is ranked 108 out of 119. So nothing impressive there. Linebackers, they got Shaq Thompson. They got Luvu. Luvu's actually got a decent rating as far as PFF grades go of a 72.6. They got Wilson at the Sam. Thompson at the Mike, and Luvu at the Will. Obviously, Mike is middle linebacker, Will is weak side linebacker, and Sam is strong side linebacker. And then they got Woods at safety, and they got Hartsfields on the other side. So kind of like a cover two look, 4-3 base with a cover two. Now, a lot of times, they'll switch into a nickel from what, I'm, from what I've seen, at least on tape. And depending on what the offense goes through, let's say the offense is in a 12 um, a, a personnel right so 12 being one running back in the backfield one tight end okay so then that leaves how many receivers three to go so let's say we got twins on one side and then the single out on the opposite side which is typically what they do they'll have marshall uh terrence marshall jr and chenault on one side and twins that way they have or that way they can hopefully get one-on-one looks with dj Moore on the opposite side of the field so let's say they're in with this, they'll typically move over. They got Henderson, and then they'll bring J.C. Horn over as well. And, you know, he can float around, whatever. But they'll have two corners on the on those twins, obviously. They'll have a corner on the backside with that other receiver. And then, which, you know, the nickel goes. And then they'll have almost like a cover two, two high look, and then two linebackers. So they kind of switch into a 4-2 nickel look. And I think we can really take advantage of this. I mean... This is where we can get tricky. If we can get a lot of most pre-snap motions, which the Ravens obviously do a ton, and maybe force some confusion, maybe they can get one of these guys following a a, um, a motion man. If they take, if we go twins and we motion in the inside slot to the other side, we can create different matchups that we want. See if that corner actually follows across the field with that um, motion man. Or if they dump it off or switch it off, change responsibilities. I'm sure we'll see that early on with the Ravens so they can start kind of determining what that defense is doing based on the different motions and schemes that they're putting out. All right, so let's go into the Ravens. So Ravens are, like I said, sitting at 6-3. I'm going to try and bring up some uh, comparative stats as far as the Bengals go. So points scored, Ravens are ranked 6th in the NFL with 235. And they are ranked 13th with points allowed. So slightly better than the middle of the pack as far as defense goes. Obviously, the last three, four weeks or so, defense doing much better. Rewind four or five weeks ago, and they're probably sitting much higher up as far as rankings go. Or higher or lower, however however your brain depicts that. Uh, PFF grade. So special teams, Rams are ranked 14th. Their defense is ranked 13th, so once again, that kind of lines up with points allowed. Offense is ranked 6th. Overall, PFF grade of 3rd in the NFL, so that's kind of interesting. Injury report, really the only notable guys on here. There was a lot of did not practice, but it was just due to rest. So guys like Calais, Houston, Marcus Peters. But they had Andrews, who was a limited participant, and Gus, who's a limited participant. Now, the conversation goes, or the, like, this is a game we should win. And you don't want to overlook opponents, but this is really a game we should win. So, it, it has me wondering if they are going to even bother playing Mark Andrews. I mean, 
He's had three week, almost three weeks now to heal up. And maybe they're thinking, hey, it's the Panthers. Isaiah Likely's been playing well. Our offense has been clicking. We're running the ball well. We don't even have to pass three quarters of the time. Maybe we give Andrews a, another. I mean, if he doesn't play here, that's one week, almost two more weeks of rest until the next game. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see Mark Andrews maybe dress but not play. We'll see, though. And then Gus, I think they're going to play Gus this week. I think he's maybe good to go. Obviously, like I don't have any inside sources or anything like that shit, but I personally think let's get Gus going. Poor, I don't want to say poor, he's loving it, but Kenyon Drake's been really carrying this running game, and I think with him being kind of a vet, being slightly older, at some point we may start to see some effects of him getting so many carries and such a workload. So I think the sooner they can get Gus back and help share that load that um, load as far as carries go, the better the team's going to be as far as keeping both those guys healthy. And then obviously when J.K. comes in, you're looking at having J.K., Gus, and then a guy like Kenyon Drake who's played well all season kind of in a reserve role to come in there and still make plays with fresh legs. So let's do some comparing stats. So takeaways. Takeaway dif- differential for the Carolina Panthers. They're at minus. They're at a minus three, and that's ranked twenty fifth. Baltimore's at plus seven. They're currently ranked third. Pass yards per game. Carolina averaging one hundred seventy six, which is ranked twenty eighth. Baltimore averaging one hundred eighty six, which is ranked twenty seventh. Neither team great pass game. Would love to see that go up, but right now, hey, we're winning games by running the ball. So why not? Why stop that? But we would like to see the pass, the pass attack, be more efficient and improve. Because eventually you're going to get a team, you're going to have an off day. You're going to get a team that decides they're going to be able to stop the run, and then we got to rely on this pass game to maybe get us over the hump or get some crucial third downs or stuff like that, red zone touchdowns, things like that. Rush yards, Carolina has is averaging 118, which is ranked 16th. Baltimore is averaging 168, which is ranked second. I'm trying to think, I wonder who's ranked first. I mean, it's got to be somebody like the Seahawks, I would think. Seahawks, maybe Titans. Probably Seahawks, Titans, yeah, something like that. Defensive pass yards allowed. Carolina's averaging 223, which is ranked 20th. Baltimore's averaging 258, which is ranked 28th. So nothing to write home about there. Now on the flip side... Defensive rush yards allowed per game. Carolina is allowing 139, which is ranked 25th. And Baltimore is ranked, or allowing 92, which is ranked 3rd. So some, some very interesting stats here. I am going to log on to PFF real quick, and I'm going to look at this matchup and see kind of what they're saying here. So power rankings overall, 4th, I guess he's updated, but 4th versus 30th. Uh, Ravens obviously at 4th. The money line, or not the money line, the spread right now is Baltimore minus 13. 13 points is a lot in the NFL. I like it. I wouldn't bet on it, but I like it. Um, let's see. Oh, this is funny. QB comparisons. Let's look at this. PFF grade for Baker Mayfield, 51. Lamar Jackson, 79. Passer rating, 77. For Baker, Lamar Jackson, 102.5. Power rating, or no, power rating rank. Baker Mayfield is ranked 24th. 
Lamar is ranked fourth. So, there's that. Um, let's see. Yeah, so, some of my key takeaways or some things to watch out for this game. Obviously, on the Panthers' side, it's Baker Mayfield. How does he react? I mean, he's probably fired up to get a starting role again after, you know, kind of after having a guy like P.J. Walker come and take that spot. Does he bounce back? Does he have one of those games where he's that dude? I I hope not. I don't think he will. I think we're going to be able to create pressure in creative ways and maybe things he hasn't seen yet from the Ravens. And, you know, he may throw for 250 or 300 yards, but I think we get a, a pick off of him. You know, a nice strip sack would be great. And I think the team's going to get some turnovers. I think uh, we're looking at two to three turnovers this game from the Ravens. And then also, what was I going to say? Uh, I had one before that. Anyway, I'll, I'll keep talking. Let's go. Let's go over to the rate. Oh, guys to watch. Brian Burns. Yes. Brian, watch Brian Burns. He's a stud. He'll be going up against Ronnie Stanley. So I do like that matchup. Ronnie Stanley has been terrific since he's been consistently on the field. He's one of the higher ranking tackles. Um, and you don't hear his name much. And for an offensive lineman, if you're not hearing their name, that's typically a good thing. Haven't seen a lot of penalties from him. Uh, haven't really seen... Him getting blown off the line, like he seems to have that first step speed that's still good. And obviously, I mean, he's a smart guy, so he has no issues with scheme and plays and stuff like that. So really, really happy to see him back and playing well. And just fingers crossed, knocking on wood, all that good stuff, uh, that he continues to stay healthy and continues to play really well. For the Ravens, I think what they really need to do this game, establish the run immediately and don't give up. I want to see... I want to see 70% runs in this first half. Maybe Lamar has 10 to 12 attempts, passing attempts, the whole first half. I would love to see that. I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. You typically see Lamar at his best when he has that 20, or I'll say 18 to 24 pass attempts, right? What does that mean? That means the Ravens are running the ball well because they're not having to pass so often. By running the ball well, Lamar has, you know, he's in better positions. He's in second and fours, second and six, third and twos, third and fours. Less pressure to convert to convert on those second and third and even fourth down sometimes. And he's just able to settle into the game. Um, I, I really do like the fact that they they developed this run game and i i really i really enjoy the fact that the whole team finally seems to kind of buy into what they're doing on offense now and you know you don't see receivers complaining you don't about blocking a lot or not getting touches it's a very selfless offense they just want to perform and they want to do well at this point in the season they just want to prove that they're good offense and so it, which however they do that they're happy with the O-line has really come together. It's the most consistent O-line we've had in the last couple of years as far as having the same five to six guys in there all the time. The tight end play has been tremendous. Obviously, Andrew Jackson is Andrew Jackson. Uh, Mark Andrews has been phenomenal when he's been on the field. Isaiah Likely has done an excellent job stepping up in his place. 
And even the dude like Oliver, he's 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 made several great catches. He's a he's a better blocker than I originally thought he was when we got him last year. And I I'm just I and then we also got um homeboy from the draft back. I don't even remember his name, but um the talented tight end that we drafted, the other one that we drafted. And I'm just really excited to kind of see how this whole thing plays out. And what I mean by that is, let me go to Ravens offense real quick. So we're looking at, obviously, Stanley left tackle. Left guard is Ben Powers. Center, Tyler Linderbaum, who's playing outstanding. At right guard is Kevin Zeitler, who's a stud. Never hear his name called very often. And then 78, Mike... Um, not Mike Moses. Um, anyway, Moses, right? So very interesting. Looking at his PFF grades, Stanley's ranked at 75.6, the highest of the offensive line. And Mosey, Mosey, Moses is ranked second by just 0.2 less than Ronnie, Ronnie Stanley, 75.4. I'm telling you guys, Mo- Moses is balling out. And it's good to see these guys doing... Zeitler's a 72.3. Linderbaum is just under 70. And then tight end, we got Likely. We got Duvernay, receiver. Right now, the other two receivers are kind of switching in and out. But Robinson and then Prochet. And then obviously, we have Jackson who came in. I don't know what his status is. He wasn't on the injury report. But I don't know. We'll see. I'm assuming he's going to play. I think that hamstring was just a small tweak. And then Kenyon Drake, running back. Lamar Jackson, obviously, at quarterback. Would love to see these guys go heavy versus this team. Their linebackers aren't great. Um, their defensive line isn't great. I mean, we should stay away from Brian Burns on the outside. Let's run to the opposite side versus Matos, who is not impressive. Let's just pound the ball up that right side and make them stop us. Just make them stop us. Just keep going and keep going keep going. Maybe we get some deep ball play actions to Robinson, to DuVernay. Let's get DuVernay involved, man. Let's get him involved. Good things happen when he's got the ball this season. So why would we stop doing that? See, honestly, the last couple weeks, it's the only thing, that's the only thing I've been upset with Greg Roman for is just not getting DuVernay the ball, especially when you got a receiving core that's been fairly weak and unproductive. He's the one guy that's been productive for you and consistent and reliable. Put your trust in him. Let's give him the ball. But yeah, that's what I got. Um, As far as a game or a score prediction goes, I think the Ravens are going to put up points this game. I think that Lamar is going to have a really good game. Don't ask me why. I just think this is a defense that they can expose. And I hope, I hate to say this because this isn't college or high school, but I hope this is almost like a tune-up game after having basically two weeks off. I hope this is a tune-up game and they can work on things that they've been plugging into the offense and the defense over the last two weeks. The bye week, you typically, typically see teams really start dialing in on things they've done bad or new things that they've been implementing throughout the year. And then now that they have the time, they're hammering the details, hammering the details, and boom, you see some new shit coming out after the bye week to kind of take you along into the second half of the season, hopefully in the playoffs. So let's do that. I 
am going to go Ravens 31, Panthers 13. I think we hold the Panthers to one touchdown, whether it's at the end of the half or maybe the end of a game, like a garbage time touchdown. And I think they get two field goals. I think the defense is going to dominate. This defense is getting so good, guys. They're getting so good with Roquan Smith in there. I mean, God, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, we're going to have Humphrey on DJ. Well, depends. I don't think he's going to trail him. Humphrey is going to be going at either Marshall or DJ Moore. Peters, vice versa. Geno Stone sitting pretty with a PFF grade of 80.8, which is sixth out of 85 safeties currently. I think Matabike, Broderick Washington, Campbell. We got Bowser, Pierre Pauls um, should be playing this game. We'll see what happens to Ajabo. Uh, maybe we see him for some snaps this game. Probably no more than like 10 to 15 snaps, but maybe we do. But regardless, I am super, super, super pumped for this game. Now, will they let me down and it's going to be another nail biter? Most likely. But I expect this team to put up some points and not give up many points at all. So I'm going Ravens 31 Panthers 13, book it, baby. That's all I got for this week. Nice quick one. I'm getting back in the swing of things. Sorry I was gone for so long, but, you know, we all need breaks. Ravens are on a bye week, so I figured, hey, I'll take some time getting a bye week. I actually was trying to schedule a special guest during the bye week, but we couldn't we couldn't get uh, schedules linked up. But I will try and get that guest or, or other guests here in the coming weeks. I'm ready to go for that. So stay tuned. We got good things to come. Ravens, let's keep this train going, baby. Ravens, Fox, got your back. We are going to smack these Panthers. And let's just let's just win another comfortable game. The Saints was the first comfortable win of the season. Let's do it again. Let's have a stress-free game and enjoy some highlights. Enjoy some plays. Enjoy Lamar doing his thing. Enjoy Humphrey batting balls down. Enjoy Peters yapping and talking shit to DJ Moore and probably talking shit to John Harbaugh because that's a new thing now. But either way, Ravens, hopefully moving on to 7-3 after this game and taking control of the AFC North. And hey, with the Bills losing some games here and Miami's heating up, who knows? Number one seed is not out of the question. We got a weak schedule. If these guys can stay locked in, dial it in, keep getting better as the season progresses, get healthy as the season progresses, We are looking good, baby. All right, I'm out of here, guys. Have a great week. Have a great Friday. Enjoy the game Sunday. I'll have a recap afterwards. Let's get this thing rolling. Ravens Nation, I'm out.